The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Then Jesus looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. For that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. But I say to you that, listen, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Today is All Saints Sunday. It's a festival day when we remind ourselves of the loved ones who have gone before us. We remember the people of faith on who, whose shoulders we stand. The people who carried the gospel and the ministry of Jesus and shared it with us. It's a day when we ponder this phrase that we say together many Sundays. I believe in the communion of saints. First, I want to consider both those words. First, we'll consider the word saints, and then we'll consider the word communion. What does it mean to be a saint? I think that there is a popular understanding of what a saint is that might lead you in the wrong direction. Heck, even the lectionary today is trying to lead us in the wrong direction. Today's gospel reading sounds like Jesus is giving us the resume for sainthood. And we're left wondering how we scored by comparison. Love your enemies. Well, sure, ideally. But if we're honest, we want our enemies to get what they deserve. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. Nice in theory. But when is the last time you did something good for someone who hated you? Who would pray for their abuser when what we really want is vengeance? Turn the other cheek when you're struck. Give them their shirt when when they take your coat. These start to sound pathological. At this point, many would say, I'm out. This isn't for me. It's more than can be reasonably accomplished. And that is how we find ourselves stuck. 
being a saint is unattainable. If being a saint means achieving these ideals, then I can never be a saint. One of the hardest things that Jesus teaches about is the change that the reign of God brings about in this world. The ones who seem blessed will have a downturn. The ones who seem distressed will have good things come their way. And the ones that we least want to deal with are the same people that we're supposed to pray for. And that's why I say the lectionary is leading us in the wrong direction. Because ultimately, being a saint is not determined by any attempt we make at living the ideals that Jesus has for his followers. I take great comfort in the words of the Apostle Paul used when he was writing to the church in Corinth. 1 Corinthians 1-2 says, To the church of God that is in Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. Now, if you've read the rest of Corinthians, you know things were not going well for their church. There were factions, groups divided against each other, unethical relationships, the rich were neglecting the poor, and other problems. Despite all of that, Paul writes to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. Paul is reminding them that they are called to be saints, but that it's not dependent on them because they were sanctified by Christ Jesus. The outcomes of their attempts to live godly lives didn't matter because in Christ, they were saints. It's because of the faithfulness of Jesus that they could claim to be righteous. Before God. And the same is true for you. You are all saints. Your being a saint does not depend on your ability to do the hard things that Jesus teaches. You are a saint through the faithfulness of Jesus in whom you are sanctified and made perfect. Being a saint is not up to us. It's something that Jesus does for us. But what about the communion that all saints share? The veil separating life from death is thinner than we think. This is something that hospice caregivers can attest to. In many ways, death has been sanitized in our world. We don't want to acknowledge the fact that we are all going to die. Or, more truthfully, we're all in the process of dying. So we push death far away, out of sight, out of mind. But there is a growing field 
of scientific research on what are known as end-of-life experiences. Research says that something happens in the months and the weeks preceding someone's death. These end-of-life experiences often include dreams, visions of loved ones who comfort and encourage the person who is dying. And that experience leads to growth and acceptance and adaptation even as the end is drawing near. Even in death, we don't quite understand all that is happening and so much beyond the medical explanations occur. One hospice physician writes, dying is this paradox where you're physically declining, but spiritually you're very much alive. People who are having end-of-life experiences, who are the majority of people, are actually showing positive signs of growth, gaining insight, and adapting right to the end. The point is that we view dying as this medical phenomenon when it's ultimately just this human experience that is very rich. It's more than organ failure. We've medicalized it and sterilized it to the point that it's been dehumanized. There's a much broader story. We believe that the communion of saints is the broader story. Today is All Saints Sunday. And I hope that this visual reminder here up front of your loved ones or hearing their name read during worship bring you comfort and bring you a sense of communion and connection. Because the truth is that our own creed tells us we share communion with those who have gone before us. But also, hear this. The saints are with us every day. We share in communion with the saints at all times and in all places. Every Sunday, not just special Sundays like today. When you come into this space and receive the Lord's Supper, you are surrounded by the hosts of heaven who are already feasting in God's presence. And it's here. United in Christ through the waters of baptism that we share in that communion of saints. A foretaste of the feast to come. Amen.